Yes, hi. I am calling this number because I saw it on a bathroom wall. Um, seeing if you're Brandy. I'm Brandy Lucas, and this is Brandy is Going to Hell. My taste in music is all over the shop, and it's the driving force behind this show. I will be bringing you music updates and chats with artists that you won't hear anywhere else. The only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. We all met on a show called Wet Hot American Summer 10 years later, and we all met, we were all actors playing the um, main campers, so we were the regular campers, so we worked every day for three months together. We all kind of knew each other, became friends. I talked to her sometimes. You didn't really get along. (laughs) I'm Brandy Lucas, and that was Temperamental an all-girl rock band based in Riverside, California. And they're all between 15 and 18 years old. In this episode, we chat about their songwriting process, new music on the horizon, TikTok, and some cool things they have happening with Adrian Young, the drummer of No Doubt, and Todd Foreman, Horns and Keys of Sublime. Hello, everybody out there in podcast land. Thanks so much for hitting play. As a reminder, you can listen to the show anywhere you can stream a podcast. And it's now available on YouTube where you can watch me interview artists on the show. See me make awkward faces and all that jazz. So many thanks to Ryan at Frosted Green Productions for his help with that. On the last episode of Brandy is Going to Hell, Todd Ogren, the keyboardist for Rival Sons, references working with the penitent man during the pandemic. I dove into their self-titled 2020 debut EP and damn, I dug it. Todd referenced them as a stoner rock band and it was that and much more. (laughs) So if you haven't heard that episode yet, double back, listen to it. Todd's a great man. We talked about a lot of good stuff. And also check out The Penitent Man. That's P-E-N-I-T-E-N-T. I I wanted to take a moment uh, to comment on live streams. I may be biased because 70% of the live streams I have watched were ones for the bands that I work for. However, I did dive into live streams for bands I'm personally a fan of and more DIY living room type live streams as well between 2020 and 2021. You know, I will stand by this, that in-person will always reign. But I will say the one thing about live streams that I do like is the front row view that you don't get if you're in the middle or in the back of a venue. Witnessing people play their instruments up close is truly a mesmerizing thing in itself. To me, anyway. Um, I don't know if anybody else relates to that, so... I watched one this past weekend. It was Dead Meadow, and I've been a fan of Dead Meadow forever. I remember when they opened for Wolf Mother back in 2006 or something along those lines, and I have been a fan of theirs ever since. And it was really cool to see them play their instruments up close, and it was really cool to see baroness play their instruments up close because usually when I'm at one of their shows I'm up on the balcony with my co-workers and all that jazz and I think I think live streams get a lot of hate but if you're that average concert goer 
and you don't get to see that happen. It's truly something very, very cool. And then one other plus to live streams other than getting that front row view is they've honestly just made me happy. Like even like an ounce of happiness during this pandemic because just planning a night to watch music that is meaningful to me was just a breath of fresh air because there ain't nothing really that exciting happening uh, at the moment. Please let me know about any and all live streams you've dug over the past year. Comment on a post on YouTube, whatever. DM me. I don't care. I just want to know what everybody's listening to and watching. So some new music released this past February that I dig part two includes Boston's Future Teens released Play Cool and Guest Room. They're an emo pop band, and at first listen, they totally fulfilled this nostalgic vibe that I loved when I was 15, 16. So kudos to them. I totally felt the vibes of their music and really enjoyed the lyrics, too. In addition, Brooklyn's funk and soul instrumental Menahan Street Band released their first album in nine years. The exciting sounds of Menahan Street Band. Love that. Going through and archiving a bunch of my records from the 50s and 60s, a lot of albums begin with that phrase. The exciting sounds, blankety blank sings, and I just really liked how they titled that record. Um, It's funky, it's groovy, give it a whirl. The Muckers, also from Brooklyn, released their debut album Endeavor on February 26th, and I really enjoyed it. It's got good vibes. Fun, up-tempo riffs, and sometimes, you know what, we all just want to listen to music that makes us feel good. I do anyway. Another album that caught my ear was Cosima's The Fun Is Here. I don't know how to say her name. I tried Googling it. Can't find it. Cosima, Cosima, Cosima. Don't know. But she rocks. Uh, Her music is a dark pop meets R&B, and I love how she meets the two and uses her voice as an instrument. So give that a listen as well. And on the reoccurring theme of stoner rock that I love, King Glizzard and the Lizard Wizard released their latest album, LW. Always a fan of theirs. And last, but sure as hell not least, Don Airy and Friends Live in Hamburg is out now. The release is literally Don and the band plugged into the board at Fabrique in Hamburg. And good lord, what a kick-ass show in one take. The live album includes vocals by Carl Sentence, Simon McBride slaying on guitar, Lawrence Cottle on bass, and John Finnegan holding it together on drums. And a man who needs no introduction, but I'm going to give it to you anyway, Don Airy, who is the keyboardist of Deep Purple since 2002. He was in the band's Rainbow Coliseum 2, and you can also hear him tickling the ivories on White Snake's self-titled album, Blizzard of Oz, and much more. And there you have it. A nice little list of some new music I'm digging that came out in February. And now it's time for the main attraction. My chat with the girls from Temperamental. They've only been a band for roughly four years and in that short time frame have established themselves 
pretty well in the LA music scene. They're currently working on releasing their first album, have won a bunch of LA local awards in 2020, and to put it simple, are kicking butt. I don't want to spoil all of the exciting things that they have to share, so I'm going to let them do all of the talking. I'm happy to introduce Temperamental on Brandy is Going to Hell. <laughs> you all look fabulous. I'm so excited. <laughs> Thank you for doing this. It's nice Thank to meet you. you. Nice, nice to meet you, too. Awesome. I'm so happy that you're all here to do this, and you guys freaking rock. So since all four of you are on this Zoom, can you all introduce yourself and mention your role in Temperamental so everybody listening uh, has a proper intro? Hey everyone, I'm Marilyn. I'm the lead guitarist and I do some vocals a little bit too, backup. Hello, I'm Ruby and I'm the bassist and I also do backup vocals. Hi, I'm Christine. I'm the lead vocalist. And I'm Jordan. I play drums. Cool. So I found out about Temperamental when looking for Three Days Grace fan covers online. Uh, I work for their management company and I thought your cover of Animal I Have Become was so awesome. So I think it's really cool that you're a fan of them, first of all, because um, they're awesome people and uh, they've been around for quite a while. So it's really cool to see young girls like rocking out to Three Days Grace. I love that because they really just encase this attitude that is very relatable to anybody any age. What other bands do you like and who else have you covered? So um, some of my favorite bands are like Get Scared, Pierce the Veil, um, Bring Me the Horizon, Etc. Etc. And uh, we've covered sarcasm by Get Scared and Oh and My Kim Gormance. We we play Dead and yeah, a bunch of other covers. Um, I like Dance Gavin Dance. Um... Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, King yeah. Mothership for free. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've been a huge fan oh, of Panic oh, School. Yeah, Panic School. I've been a huge big fan of um, a band called Hollywood Undead for a long time. Um, we cover their song Hear Me Now, and we're working on another cover of theirs currently. I also like Panic and uh, My Chemical Romance as well. I have a lot of influence from them. And Jordan? Um, I like Nirvana and Weezer and The Strokes and a lot of bands, but those are like the three that come to mind. <laughs> awesome. Cool. I've watched a bunch of your covers online and they're all really exciting. I really thought the Weezer one was super cute when you all do the talking intro in the beginning. So that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you all started Temperamental about four years ago in 2017. Um, I know, Jordan, you weren't the uh, original drummer, but that's kind of irrelevant still because you can still participate. Um, so how did all of that happen and how did you come up with the name? So we all met on a show called Wet Hot American Summer 10 years later, and we all met, we were all actors playing the um, main campers. So we were the regular campers, so we worked every day for three months together. Yeah. About three months. And, oh, um, wow. How did you... And yeah, we all kind of knew each other and became friends. I talked to her sometimes. We didn't really get along. <laughs> oh my God, that's funny. So how, yeah. did, how did you all um, get to do to find out about doing that um role i actually watched that series on tv so i had to go back and rewatch it to see if i see you guys <laughs> we've done a bunch of um different jobs we used to do a bunch of acting stuff so just through our management company yeah, yeah. we used to do that i don't really do it as much anymore i think they used to do a little bit i've been more into like music stuff lately but we all met on that show we were all kind of like kind of separated friend groups at the time but then we kind of 
you know I what I mean? I found out we played music. Yeah, we all found out we played music and we kind of started getting together and well, like it was my mom's idea to try and like get together an all girl band and then I was like, hey, we should do that. And then, yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. And so, then we met at a, um, a battle of the bands a couple of years later. Yeah. And she was bleeding. Oh, yeah. We were at the, uh, it was at, I used to go to the California School of the Arts. So, uh, the battle of the bands there, their first one, um, we met her and, she hit, I think, Jordan, did you like hit your like hand too hard on the drum and then you were bleeding and you walked up to yeah, us like. My, it hit my, my hand hit the drum and then it got like, yeah, and it got on my pants. And it's so ironic because we were playing Bloodstains um, by Agent Orange. And so it was like, so like ironic that it was like, I was bleeding. It was re- really weird. But yeah, that's like also how I said hi. I was like, I'm bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So weird. <laughs> next year when we did the battle of the bands again i think you were there and i think your other band placed like third or something and then we met, met you again at another battle of the bands it was at your school so we just kind of seen each other at battle the bands and then we kind of became friends and here we are yeah that's awesome that's really cool and the name how did you all come up with that you take this one um <laughs> my family came up with it um we were just looking at names and uh, yeah yeah <laughs> and the temperamental came up and we really like that one and it fits us because we're an all-girl teen rock band <laughs> yeah cool <laughs> so, yeah, so we had all like come up with different names and like, i think one of us came up with the black cards or something we're like that's joan jet so. <laughs> <laughs> like all sorts of stuff yeah that's cool it's really fun I, it sticks and uh it's very relatable too if you're you know a woman <laughs> or a girl so <laughs> it's cool i like it so far you have seven songs housed on your website on temperamental.org three of them you can stream mostly everywhere on uh, every streaming service and those include strawberry short death all in my head and just like the rest of them when you make music where do you draw your inspiration from and maybe more specifically for those three songs that everybody can go stream well, those songs can kind of take, it kind of depends. It kind of like, we just draw inspiration from things we see around, things we're feeling, things yeah, we're doing. And like thoughts, but done more theatrically. Yeah, a little bit more theatrically. We're not actually trying to murder anybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's just trying to capture the essence of murder. Yeah. <laughs> but no, Um, for more specifically, well, we wrote Strawberry Short Death together. So that one was like, a, that song's about like, trying to let things go and move on from a terrible situation. Right, so it's like murdering in burying In burying the past and murder, like, figuratively <laughs> murder. Why did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. We're just talking Sorry. with our hands here. <laughs> but yeah, that's what that song's about. And then All In My Head, now that one's about, like, mourning a friend to suicide and there's not really a, like a huge story about that, but there had been like, I heard of like several situations like recently, I don't have any specific ones in mind right now, but uh, I came up with like the melody to the chorus at the time. And it was like stuck in my head at band practice one day. And then I was like, this is kind of cool. So then I like kind of worked on it and then brought it to everybody. And then just like the rest of them, that song's weird because I was writing a story. Actually, no, I wrote a story based off of a song. I'm a, a story writer too. I okay. wrote that song based off of a story I was writing. So just like the rest of them is about like trusting somebody. I guess it's about the betrayal of a friend, thinking you're just like everybody else who's betrayed you in the end. Okay, the cool. So, th- so that songwriting process, um, 
how does how does that like formula work? Do you all just show up in a rehearsal space together and just bang out ideas? Do you come prepared or does someone focus on the music and then someone work on the words? How does that kind of formula happen between all four of you? It all depends. Um, Marilyn writes all our guitar parts because we all play a bit of guitar, but I go, I try to come up with something. I'm like, no, that's dumb. So I don't, I don't come up with the guitar part. But then we all write words together. We bounce ideas off of each other. Sometimes we write in person. Sometimes we write over the phone. Sometimes people bring in ideas. Yeah. Sometimes people bring in songs and everyone works on it. So it just depends. It yeah. I will say it usually seems to, the better, better songs usually seem to come from a place of feeling inspired because sometimes when we like sit down to write a song and it's like, hey guys, what should we write? Oh. <laughs> yeah, of course. Emotion is the the most powerful thing, you know, when writing music. So that's really cool. <laughs> from like a personal place inside of you, it seems to like come out more and I wrote a song at like 3 a.m. and brought it in and it's one of my favorites now. So oh, yeah. oh cool. So I was going to ask next, like, what are some of your favorites? Um, I mean, I don't know if you're talking about one that hasn't been released yet, but um, oh, OK, well, um, of the seven that you have on your site so far, which one do you really enjoy rocking out to like when you perform? Yeah, that one. OK, cool. I like Far From The Tree, too, but Strawberry Short Death is probably my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, it's a solid yeah, it's a yeah. solid one. Cool. So even though the world kind of took a pause in 2020 and now, uh, you kicked it off with a bang at the NAM show in the beginning of 2020, and it was your third year there, which is really, really cool. So what was that weekend like, and what were you all up to that weekend? It was a lot. That yeah. was crazy. We played a lot of shows. We had seven yeah. shows, I think, all that week, and Ruby was sick. Yeah. And just did all the shows. Yes. Um. So we did the... We did a couple of pre-NAM jams. Um, we did the Anime LA show, which is one of my favorite shows that we've done. Yeah, which we won. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and I got to cosplay. That was really fun. And um, a couple of after-NAM jam celebrations as well. Yeah, and then we did the one at the... What was Hilton. it? Yeah, the Hilton. Hilton. That was really that was, cool. That was fun, too. I got to play one of the D'Angelico guitars. That's cool. Awesome. So when you are at the NAM show, um, you were there with Fender, right? Do they, like, sponsor you to be there, or how does that all work? Yes. They yeah. invited us. Okay, awesome. Very cool. And um, were most of the performance part of their showcases, or were they kind of, like, individual moments that you all set up independently to play? I believe individual. Yeah. Okay. Okay, great. That's awesome. Congrats to winning uh, Anime Los Angeles Battle of the Band show. That's really cool. So what was that whole process like? Was there just a bunch of bands performing that one specific day and you guys just walked away with like the trophy? Five or six bands. It was like a big, it was like, it was like a convention center and there was like a big stage and it was really cool. We hadn't played a stage that big before. Oh. But then there was like, you know, the cosplayer that was anime people. really cool. Yeah. yeah um, you get to run around and be crazy on it. So it's yeah, like it was- super fun. <laughs> I knew we were going to win before we won (laughs) backstage because one of the prizes was to get to perform again at the like last thing where they bring everyone who's at the convention into the room to watch the winner. And um, someone came up to me and was like, what time slot would you prefer for your later show? Six or seven? And I was like, what? (laughs) Cats out of the bag, right? (laughs) I didn't know, but like came up to me. There was like, we played, there was like, well, how many bands did there? There's like five or six other five bands. Six, yeah. And during one of the songs, like during our opening song, you know, we, Ruby and I have like the mic stands because, you know, like obviously we're playing our instruments, can't hold the mic. Mic stands the whole time just going, 
down, down, <laughs> and I'm just like. <laughs> but that's really still- funny. Yeah, I'm, I eventually you guys will have a proper crew that'll be able to lift it up for you, right? <laughs> when you're like, on the road, I had to like get down on my knee at one point. I was like, eh. <laughs> that's funny. So at the Nam show, and then kind of in general over the years, you've opened up for some pretty notable artists and met some pretty legendary people, which is awesome. So what moment for each of you was like, somebody please pinch me? Like, did any of you have that moment throughout the course of the past couple of years? So we got to play with um, Sherry Curry, the uh, the Runaways, <laughs> the runaways but, and um, yeah, we didn't get we to see her though. We didn't get to see her because yeah, it, was yeah. a, it was a 21 and up 21. show. So I believe right after. Oh. So like, but. Yeah, we just, most of the time when we play the 21 and up shows, we have to like they'll draw like X's on our hands and then we have to go in, stay in a specific area, play and then get out. So, yeah, but that's still so cool to open for, you know, Cherry of the Runaways. That's really yeah. cool. <laughs> we're, working with, we're working with Adrian from No Doubt. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So Huge. Yeah. Awesome. And, um, I know we, we played with a bunch of people. I can't think of the names right now. And no. I know we met um, Lita Ford. And yeah. Met- what did you say when you met her? Yeah, yeah, right. I'm sure it's like a, a little starstruck in a way, but I'm sure we've all had our dream. We all have our dream people that we'd like to meet and work with one day. But we've been like super grateful and happy that we've gotten to work with all these cool people in the industry, and we're super happy and grateful for it all. And after one of our shows at the Mason Music Festival in Arizona, at the same hotel these two were staying at, um. Or was it just you? It was just, oh, it was just, it was just me. Okay. Um, she got to run into the Hoobastank. Oh, yeah. The people from Hoobastank were staying at the same hotel she was. Yeah. The, okay. Hoobastank. Um, we were playing that festival because they were like the headlining act there. And we went to their show kind of later on at nighttime. Mm-hmm. And then the next day as we were like leaving, I ran into them and I was like, oh, hey, it's them. And <laughs> we had like kind of, we were planning on playing like one of their songs, like, like we had like done it like towards like more of the beginning of the band so it was like hey it's them That's cool. yeah. so i have a picture of me somewhere i look terrible because i was really tired and but there's a picture that exists now oh cool <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> we also we also opened for angela moore from fishbone and that yeah. was like really cool and then like we met susie quattro and then ruby and i took a picture with her at nam awesome and, um, iron as well yeah the iron maidens that's also really great to go out and, you know, have these little connections with people as well. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of like bragging rights. Cool. That's really awesome. <laughs> I also saw that you did the theme song for Zelda Hero High, uh, which is an episodic cartoon released on Artist Gamer Gal's YouTube channel. How did that come about? It's a really cool theme song, too. I was, like, checking out the series, and I'm like, yeah. A guy from a company actually found out about us from a little stupid video we posted on YouTube. It was really bad. It was just, um, it was like a photo collage of us at NAMM with one of our songs. It was like, Hell Yeah, Ever Heartbreak. It was in the... uh, background and it was just a bunch of pictures of us from our first year at NAM, and we posted it on our, our YouTube channel yeah. it's not there anymore because it's bad but <laughs> so he stopped us down and he came to one of our shows and then talked to us after and set up a meeting at um his company which was at the time machinima but I think is, is now, it now combined with rooster yeah, teeth yeah um I think that's what it's called yeah and so we just set up a bunch of meetings with them and 
kind of hammered it out based on yeah. what they told us. And then they wanted a full version of the song, so we gave that to them, too. We did it a long time ago. Like, yeah. it was, like, the band had only been together for maybe, like, a year or two at the time. Yeah. Then we, like, kind of we sent in the song, and I think the cartoon was, like, canceled for a while, but then they started releasing it out on YouTube. So, yeah. so now it exists. Yeah. No, that's really awesome. That's cool. So did you write the song? Is it your original song, or was it the person that made the... Um... Oh, that's great. That's awesome. Very cool. <laughs> it must be cool to hear it. And plus, like, that channel gets so many views, so that's great, you know, that you're tagged in the in the description and everything, so that's cool. So I saw that you're all working on new music for your first album right now, right? Is that correct? Cool. So how far along are you in that process? So we have, like... 30 plus songs we've been writing every week over the phone and only eight of them are going to be on the thing okay chop chop (laughs) yeah we're in the process of just kind of narrowing everything down talking with our producers and just kind of seeing what's up and then hopefully soon we're probably going to start recording pretty soon and then hopefully we'll have something out before christmas oh cool So you mentioned uh, um, that you were co-writing um, with Adrian Young, the drummer of No Doubt, and Todd Foreman, the horns and keys of Sublime. Um, does that have anything to do with the album, or is that a separate project? Yeah. It depends at the moment. We're st- like, like we said, we've talked about maybe putting it on the album, but we haven't like quite figured it out what we're doing yet. So yeah, if the, we're kind of figuring out what songs are going to go on the album, and then we're going to maybe release it as a separate thing or on the album, we're not quite sure yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's fine. No matter what, it's going to get released, so. Sorry, I didn't hear you, Chrissy. What would you say? No matter what, it'll end up being released, whether it's on the album or something we do with um, Adrian and Todd separately. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Do you have a producer right now for the record that you're in the studio with? Who's that? We're currently working with uh, Dito Godwin. He was the producer of um, No Doubt, Motley Crue, etc. Yeah. That must be so exciting. I don't remember. It's just nothing. Godwin. Okay, Bertie Godwin. <laughs> that would make sense. I'm not that. Yeah, that was stupid. They're gonna see this and be like, "What's wrong with you?" Uh, Dito and Bernie Godwin. They're, we're working with them currently, and we're super excited about it. Yeah. So I guess you can't really go in the studio yet because of COVID, or is that like down the line? You're just kind of like writing and throwing it right. around with the producers. Okay. Cool. Nice. And then I don't know how much you can share with me, but I saw that you posted about a meeting on January 30th. Can you give me any kind of recap without using names or anything exciting that you can hint at if you're not allowed to talk about it? Well, we don't know if we're allowed to talk about it or not, but we kind of just spoiled a little bit because it had something to do with the album and the producers that we're working with. Yes. And what that could lead to in the future. Mm-hmm. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. That's so exciting. I was going to go to some um, rapid fire questions, but if you guys want to talk about more about temperamental and maybe some songwriting stuff, you totally can. Um, or we can just go to the rapid fire questions because it's fun. <laughs> okay, cool. So I remember when I was 13 hearing a band and from that moment forward, it like changed my life and inspired me to work in music. So for all of you, what was that first band that you heard and it changed your life? And you each I, can go through it. Okay. I've actually had two of those moments. My first one was, was playing guitar. When I was like, how old was I? I was like nine. 
I heard Guns N' Roses on the radio, and I was obsessed with Slash, and I wanted to be a guitar player. And actually, my dream back then was to be in an all-girl rock band and go on America's Got Talent, and I was dead set on that. I didn't even know these two yet, or, or Jordan, and I was like, I had this, I didn't even know how to play music at all. Like my mom had tried to teach me piano when I was like five and I didn't like it. And she's like, you, you already tried music. You didn't like it. And I'm like, yeah, but piano and guitar are the same thing. But anyway, she eventually got me a guitar and I started going to play. And then when I was like 11, I hadn't ever done any songwriting or anything experience, but I got super into Hollywood Undead and they inspired me to want to write music and tour and do the whole band thing. And ever since then, I've been obsessed with music and with them and all of this stuff. So I totally Guns N' Roses and Hollywood Undead. My I love that. Cool. Um, I can't really think of a time when it started because like I feel like music's always been in my life because like mm-hmm. my dad, he was in bands when he was younger. So like rock music has always been like around all the time. So like I don't really know like when that started for me because like I've always been into music so okay <laughs> uh when we first started the band I was still really into pop and soul and that R&B music but um about two years in I'll say my band moment is when I heard a Pierce the Veil song that my brother showed me and that's when I really wanted to start doing harder rock music and got really into it that's awesome and for me I'd say probably like the Beatles, because that was like when I was like really little, like preschool age. Um, that was like my first, my first favorite song was "Here Comes the Sun," and uh-huh. and also like yeah. But then fast forward to like seventh, sixth, and seventh grade, Blink One Eight Two, Travis Barker like inspired me to play drums. I'd say, I mean, I had always wanted to play drums, and I had only played piano. But then like I felt like I like came out of my shell of like being shy and. Then it's just yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, That's Travis cool. Parker and Blink One Eight Two. Those are all really good inspirations to move forward and rock out. So I approve, and that's cool. Like <laughs> I little iPod when I was like old iPods when I was little, and I had like like I was like eleven. I was like walking to school with my iPod and my uh, earbuds, and I was listening to like Aerosmith and all sorts of stuff until one day HU came on, and I'm all like what is this? <laughs> <laughs> I love those aha moments. Those really define like everybody who, you know, Sorry. wants to pursue music, whether it's, you know, behind a guitar, behind a microphone or, you know, sitting at a desk at a management company. So I totally get it and resonate with you ladies on that. <laughs> Very cool. Are you a dog or cat person? Dog. Cat. Dog. Okay. <laughs> Other than uh, making awesome music, what are some of your pandemic hobbies, if you have any? Writing and drawing. I've painted a lot. Yeah, probably art and like um, riding my bike. I learned how to ride my bike again. (laughs) (laughs) Mine's just like yours, Chrissy, art in my bike. (laughs) Great. Are you, uh, so what kind of art? Um, You drawing or you said you were painting, um, Ruby? Yeah. Cool. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to embarrass you. <laughs> That's really cool. You got a channel. Oh. Yeah, I draw digitally. I draw like OC stuff and I'm sometimes random fan art of my band and other bands. I like drawing by hand. I'm just not good at it. <laughs> okay, awesome. And uh, what are some of your favorite movies? Ratatouille. Um, oh, Ratatouille. Ratatouille. 
I like animated movies. I like Nightmare Before Christmas, Kung Fu Panda, the second one. It's better. Okay. Like <laughs> Ralph, How to Train Your Dragon. I like The Karate Kid. That's not animated, but it's still good. I, I really like Almost Famous and like Big Hero 6. Yeah. Also Monty Python and the Oh, and Coco. I love Coco. I still haven't seen Coco, and everybody tells me I should. (laughs) I always cry at, like, every Pixar movie, though. (laughs) So Before Disney Plus was a thing, and it made me cry, and I was like, this is a great movie. Like, the whole music behind it. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. And um, so is there anything that you all want to kind of, like, tease about for the band or any new releases coming out as far as covers um because i think i covered like a lot of everything that you've spanned uh we you know through the last couple years so if there's anything that i left out or that you want to talk about we have a new cover video in that should be released shortly yeah we got a new cover video coming out soon um yeah other than that and so go follow our youtube channel so you can look out for that yeah, yeah go follow our youtube or tiktok all at temperamental the band if you search up temperamental the band it'll come up on anything yeah. instagram any of that yeah. stuff. hear my music on spotify and itunes and all that awesome you heard it guys temperamental the band cross the horizon of social media <laughs> cool <laughs> And I think that really, like, covers everything I wanted to ask. I know you guys have a very, like, so far short career, but you have guys really jam-packed a lot of amazing things in it. You know, you've opened for amazing bands. You've been at the NAMM show three times, and you've won a bunch of, you know, talent awards, whether you're at, you know, an anime convention or, you know, a local talent show. So that's amazing. Did I leave anything out? I did like as much research on you guys as possible. <laughs> and thank you. We appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Yeah, of course. I'm so stoked. I like, I love girl power. It's all like, I'm all about it. Yeah. I just think you, you're all really inspiring. And when I um, looked into you guys for that three days grace cover, I was like, wow, they, they do their own music too. This is so cool. And they rock and you have so you can write songs very well and it's very inspiring and i think that girls like you keep rock and roll alive and i am very in debt to that and want to just put you guys on a pedestal so thanks for doing this zoom with me thank you <laughs> thank you i just say everybody thinks we're like mean girls because we look tough and super like like rocker and like we like we're, we're all like really awkward and stuff so we'll be like standing in a group together and talking because we know each other well but like and other people see us and they're like oh they're like mean girls but we're really not we're just really shy and awkward most of the time oh yeah, yeah. there's a band that we know called speed of light and every time we go to a show we have shows with them and we will like stand in a corner we like we should go talk to them because you know like we're trying to say hi just like be friends but then we always are really awkward so then we go and try and talk to them but then we're just sitting there like <laughs> they probably so think stupid. they probably think we like <laughs> so speed of light if you're watching this hey sorry we're really awkward when we try and talk to you it's okay you guys are just humble and uh there's nothing wrong with that um so when you guys are on tiktok you go you go live a lot um is yeah. it like just for fun and I mean, you guys are killing it on TikTok. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's cool to watch your, like, numbers go up. And it's very um, fascinating how TikTok's algorithm is so powerful compared to Instagram and everything else. So you really have a a moment to shine on that platform to, 
you know, get your personalities out. And then like when the music's there, you have this built in fan base that's already intrigued by you guys being silly and fun. So that's so cool. Yeah, I will say the TikTok live streams have helped a lot with having specific people engaged. Like we see a lot of times there will be people that like keep coming on to our live streams that are there like every single time and they'll engage with us. There's this one guy who has like random nicknames for us three. (laughs) like Johnson, Roger, and Matilda, even though it's not our names at all. <laughs> nice having, yeah, it's nice fun. having people chill with us on the live streams and talk with us. And it's been definitely good for building a fan base. We wish that we could get that, like, but I will say the one thing about TikTok is that I noticed just like one video that'll blow up and then like a several videos afterwards will be like, have a good amount of views and then the rest will be like, Bleh, for a while yeah. and then well for it to build back up. And I noticed that with a lot of other bands that I like too. The TikTok algorithm is super weird. Yeah, it's very interesting. And your your highest performing one was that uh that like acapella song about yeah. uh, anxiety, which I thought was really like cool. So, so actually, um, this interview is not done yet. Um, so where okay. so did you just come up with that on the fly and then just kind of sang together and then just post? How did that all come together? Because you do a lot of those acapella things. Yeah, we talk about like, tick- we uh, think about like TikToks and stuff that we want to do ahead of time. And then we'll think like, oh, we want to do a singing one. So then I do a lot of like the harmony, like in distribute, distribute, the distribution, harmony. Yeah. You come you up with it. the harmony. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Chrissy. And then I tell them what to do. And then we practice the harmonies. And then we got together. We practiced it a couple times and we filmed it. We kept filming it, but then we couldn't really get we it. We could have like, done it way better, but we gave up really fast. And we're like, oh, no one's going to see it. Let's just post it. And then no, it got yeah. views. We were like, oh, we did blew that. up. <laughs> comments like, that's not the right harmony, even though I like checked like 15 times, and yes, it is. So that's really awesome. That's cool. And I'm glad yeah. that it's all working in your favor. You guys, you know, all of you have this, uh, each like this very definitive personality, and it's really cool. And you're ever growing too. And I love that too, because, you know, you can the idea of being whoever you want is just like the most powerful thing in the world and keep doing it. Don't let anybody ever like stop you. So that's great. (laughs) There's one thing I've learned. It's that being yourself is super important because you don't want to feel uncomfortable in your own skin. You just got to be yourself. Exactly. Everybody will have their personalities and moments. Absolutely. Cool. Is there anything that any of you want to add other than, um, finding you across socials on temperamental or no just look out for new stuff we'll be posting more and to all platforms youtube and tiktok and instagram yeah etc etc so just look out for new content yeah we should have some new stuff in the works soon some cover videos hopefully the album will be out soon within a few months or so i don't know exactly how many months because we're still writing and doing stuff but we'll see new music coming soon new cover videos coming stuff coming soon awesome love it well thank you so much ladies i appreciate you spending your sunday afternoon with me uh i'm very very grateful because i think you guys rock and i'm happy to have you on the show (laughs) super happy to be here thank you for having us and there you have it the girls from temperamental you can follow them again everywhere online at temperamental the band that's tiktok facebook instagram and then their website is temperamental.org pick your poison 
I'm Brandy Lucas, and thank you so, so much for listening. You can follow me everywhere online at Brandy Lucas. That's Brandy with an I, Lucas with a K, except on TikTok. That's at Brandy is going to hell. Until next time, which will be in two weeks because I'm going to be releasing my show every other Wednesday. Be kind, rock on, and wash your butts. Thank you, yes you, for listening to Brandy is Going to Hell. I have a lot more thank yous in order for making the show come alive. I want to thank Celeste Giuliano for her amazing pinup photography. I dreamed of having my photographs taken by her in order to make my podcasting dreams come to life. So thank you, Celeste, and your team for making me look like a hot mama. Thanks to Crystal Rugel for her design direction for my new logo. Spent many nights texting her late. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? And she was such a great resource. Shout out and many thanks to Ryan Hanratty at Frosted Green Productions for all video production. My man, definitely don't want to be fucking with video and you've saved my life. My amazing husband, Mike Airy, for always believing in me and bridging the gap between me and amazing artists. I love you and you're my rock. St. Neat's hardcore band Impact for the music throughout the show. You can check out their EP Strength Through Loyalty on every streaming service. My friend Gooch, a.k.a. Ryan Nelson, for always asking me, when's a new show coming out? My friend Matt Young, who got my foot into the door as an intern at Indigoot, which led me to my first career in music at Q Prime. So a major shout out goes to Doug O'Swandle as well for giving me a chance and hiring me there. My dad, John Lucas, for raising me with an impeccable taste in music. And my mom, Beth Ann Lucas, for helping me be a functional adult with good credit. Last but not least, Brandy is Going to Hell is dedicated to my badass grandmom, Elizabeth Betty Fowler. <laughs>